It's time for the Josh Kirby on Sports Podcast. Oh, indeed. I'm glad you connected. This is Dave Johnson, voice of the Washington Wizards. You have connected to the right place because you are listening to my man, Josh Kirby on Sports Podcast. And welcome to another edition of the Kirby on Sports Podcast, episode 191. I am not your host, but I am the entertainer, the the heel, the reigning defending champion of this Pickums podcast. Carlos the Swiss Army Knife Martinez, joined by your host, Dan the Weapon Demski. Thank you, Carlos. Beautiful intro. Six and zero this week. We'll get to that. Uh, before we get started talking about how we spent our Sunday, which was an enjoyable time, I have to say, Sunday with the boys, always always a great time to get the three-man booth together. So before we get started, we'd like to thank our sponsors, PM Plus Reserves, Shenandoah Primitives, Dr. Dave Leadership Corporation, Icon Real Estate, Barrett Pest and Termite Services, Guild Mortgage, and last but not least, Don't Sleep Energy. So Carlos... What a Sunday it was, man. We were out there in the bunker in West Virginia. Out in the mountains of West watching. Virginia. You just came out to my my neighborhood. With the killer setup, man. We um we spent some time live streaming on Sunday. Um, of course, we started with your Kansas City Chiefs and the Miami Dolphins in Germany. What a great game that turned out to be. And from there, it was a couple of really, really great games uh, with with all of our teams actually on Sunday, which is a rare treat. I know we'll talk about your Dallas Cowboys um, in the we'll four o'clock window. We're definitely we'll going to talk about that. But uh, overall, a pretty good day for our teams. Uh, three and one, I would say, not not too shabby. Uh, that really doesn't happen too much. So the fact that we all got to enjoy some of that, it felt pretty good. And um, we'd also like to thank our listeners, uh, to all of you who tuned in to our live stream, um, who uh, were with us all day, starting at 9.30 and hanging with us until the conclusion, uh, the almost conclusion the abrupt the, conclusion, the abrupt internet problem conclusion of the uh, 4.25 game, which uh, yeah, we would have, we'd, uh, no, go ahead, Carlos. I guess I was just going to say, which we'd like to apologize for, but, you know, it was unforeseen. It just kind of happened. Yes, I think uh, acting a little wonky, but. Yeah, and I think I think when you have that many devices going streaming at once, it gets a little difficult. And uh, 
having that plus the live stream, it just made it very difficult. So we managed the best we could. We decided, uh, well, the internet kind of decided that it was time to go. So uh, it was an abrupt ending. But again, we'd like to thank everybody who tuned in. Um, it was certainly a great time. Great spread of food as well. Uh, Little Caesars pizza, some B-dubs wings. Um, and not and last but certainly not least, maybe most important, Carlos's homemade cheese dip. Oh man, that was some good stuff. Um, you're not going to share yeah, your recipe with the people yeah, as you shouldn't. It's a secret recipe, but man, what do you mean? I shared it on the live stream. I guess that's true. <laughs> I, I might I not have been paying it. attention when this happened. <laughs> I'm off to off to a roaring start here. As your stand-in dummy host. Yeah, I think I was enjoying partaking. Um, so with that, we will... Uh, I guess you we can jump in here, Carlos. We can talk about these games. Um, we start with in Germany, where the Miami Dolphins and the Kansas City Chiefs played a heck of a football game. Um, you could summarize that first half really by saying your Kansas City Chiefs dominated 21-0. Um, and looked like they were going to run away with that game, Carlos. Uh, but the Dolphins didn't go away quietly. In fact, they nearly made a comeback, just not enough plays made late in that game. Uh, you got to give Kansas City some credit there. Um, so the final score, obviously, we'll talk about this game in depth here shortly. Kansas City came out on top, was able to hold off the Dolphins' comeback attempt 21-14 to um, from Deutsche Bank Park. Um, hope I pronounced that right. I'm sure uh, some German person will will correct me as they should. Um, but it was a great game to watch uh, and a gr great way to kick off the NFL Sunday um, as we see more international games becoming more commonplace in the National Football League. I think it's a great thing for the game. Um, it really helps to grow the game and Again, put the NFL in the international perspective and allow people to enjoy the sport of American football across the pond and elsewhere, as I think the NFL will be expanding international games in the next two years or so um, to South America, if I'm if I'm correct on that. Um, so Carlos is going to join us, uh, rejoin us here shortly. Um I am Dan Dembski, your stand-in dummy host, probably for the next, I don't know, 20 to 30 minutes until the man, the myth, the legend, the founder, Josh Kirby, jumps on and takes over his named podcast. Um, so yeah, it was a really great Sunday. Um, like I mentioned, we started with the great game between the Chiefs and the Dolphins. The Chiefs were able to hold off the Dolphins' uh, comeback attempt. And I'm, I'm sure we're going to talk about in this game, the headline, especially for the Miami Dolphins, is that they have struggled to beat teams with the winning record. They haven't beaten anybody yet this season with the winning record. All of their wins come against losing teams. Uh, so it's going to continue to be a sticking point. The Dolphins have found themselves in the situation, and it's sort of been their schedule to start the season has certainly been favorable. Um, and that's what's helped them stack some wins early in the year being the position they are, um, they definitely beat up bad teams. We saw what they did to the Denver Broncos, scoring 70 points and absolutely embarrassing that football team in Denver earlier on in the season. Um, but the Dolphins have struggled now against winning teams. We've seen now what they've done um, 
when they've played teams like Buffalo. They lost by 28 points back in week four on the road to the Bills. And then they lost in week seven uh, on the road at Philadelphia by by two touchdowns and now losing this game in in a neutral site against Kansas City. Um, They came out sluggish out of the gates and they kind of put themselves in this hole early on in the game was, as I mentioned, to start the discussion. It was 21 nothing at one point in this game and you felt like Kansas City, excuse me, had it in the bag. But the Miami Dolphins, to their credit, they didn't quit. Uh, They played a great second half um, and especially third quarter where they rattled 14 points. Um, And all in all, Kansas City did just enough to hold off the Dolphins in this game and hold off the comeback attempt. And you you have to give Kansas City credit because um, this hasn't been the the Kansas City Chiefs that we've seen year after year. They certainly haven't been the dominating force that they were in the past couple of seasons in the National Football League. But they're able to win football games still. Um, If you look at that Chiefs offense, uh, and Carlos has talked about this many times, they really don't have any weapons outside of Travis Kelsey who they can go to, guys who they can depend on. Uh, They've had a lot of receivers drop footballs and make mistakes um, and run the wrong routes. And you've seen Patrick Mahomes get frustrated over the past few weeks with those receivers. Um, This was the first game I felt like Kansas City was able to run the football effectively with Isaiah Pacheco leading the way with 66 rushing yards. Um, Most of those coming, as I recall, in the first half. You got to give the Chiefs credit. Um, they they definitely bent in this game, especially defensively. You're only going to keep the Dolphins out of the end zone for so long. They have too many weapons uh, with the likes of Tyree Kill and Jalen Waddle. Um, to you know, as as their receiving core, of course. And then you throw in you know Raheem Mostert running the football. He had a pretty good second half um, as well. Uh, you got Tua, Tua Tagovailoa throwing them the football. So um, they definitely have weapons across the board um, that they can throw the football to and run the football effectively. So we saw the Dolphins get a little more comfortable in the second half and start to wear down the, the Kansas City defense a little bit. And at one point, the Dolphins had a chance to tie this game. It was uh, it, it, it was in the fourth quarter, 21-14, to 14, um, but the game ended – in sort of sort of frustrating fashion um, for the Dolphins as they uh, as they had a chance to tie the football game. But this is, as I mentioned, the the Miami Dolphins, they lose another they, they lose another game. This is the third team they played this year with a winning record. They're now 0 and three in those games, and they have struggled mightily in the previous two games i feel like this game is a little different because you talk about a neutral site uh the dolphins were in germany most of the week so their bodies had more time to adjust to the um to the international you know conditions with the time difference and the the changing in the body clock and things like that, that that everybody goes through when they travel travel internationally it's much much different and much more difficult obviously for athletes to um be able to adjust to that. And I felt like the the Dolphins had an advantage there because they were there most of the week. While I think Kansas City, as Carlos mentioned in our live stream on Sunday, got there 
I think Wednesday or Thursday. So they only had, they only had, uh, they had much less time to adjust. So Kansas City gets the win 21 to 14. Uh, they did just enough to win this game offensively. Once again, Patrick Mahomes with a good game, two touchdown passes, almost 200 yards passing. Like I mentioned, Isaiah Pacheco leading rusher for the Chiefs. I'm still a little frustrating that the Chiefs um, are not able to run the football as effectively as they have in previous games. So that's, again, I think that's something that puts pressure on Mahomes and the rest of this offense that they have to step up. And we've seen that become an issue over time. Uh, this game obviously was enjoyed um, by us, uh, the, the three-man booth on the live stream. You can go back and watch that on YouTube. Um, and you can also find it on Facebook as well. Um, you can go back and watch the recap of that. We, we thoroughly enjoyed that game. Um, and I think, I think it was one of the best games of the season. If you talk about just two teams to this point that have been, been superpowers. Hey, there he is. Hello. 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 I, I, I apologize. I was delayed. How are we doing? Well, it's just been me talking to myself, so it's definitely hasn't been uh, the greatest. Carlos was on to start, and then um, he had some technical difficulties, so just been just been rolling with it, um, talking a little bit about. So the the Chiefs, the Chiefs Dolphins. Um, yep, yep. I, I saw you were that talking game. about that, and apologies, we uh, hopefully I didn't derail the show here, but just coming in. You know me, you know me. We're just gonna hop right into it. Um, yeah, I mean, obviously, obviously, Carlos is having technical difficulties. Uh, yeah. but that that game, I mean, it was very close, but the the record indicates the record shows for the Miami Dolphins the fact that the the Dolphins aren't winning against good quality teams. And that's going to show down the stretch whether this team can make some noise in the postseason, which I, I think they'll get into the playoffs, but they'll certainly you, win the division. I think I, absolutely. But come playoffs with the stats they're showing, eh, if, it's if all you about get what I'm saying. Yep. And it's all about who you play um, in this league and, and the Dolphins, as I mentioned, their schedule for most of the season has been pretty, pretty easy going. And I, I mentioned the game in Denver where they really, um, they really beat up on the Broncos, obviously, you know, putting 70 points up. Um, it was, it's just been, it's been that kind of season for them when they play those types of opponents. But I, I also alluded to the fact that they struggled, um, you know, against Buffalo they lost by multiple scores in that game, and they also lost um, multiple scores at Philly. So both those games on the road, again, that's a, it's a different environment when you're playing in those two stadiums, of course. But yeah, it's it's man, it's not it's not good, and especially when you think of Buffalo, like that's your that's your divisional foe, right? Like that that's the team you want to beat out to win the AFC East. But look at Buffalo and, um, right now. On the other they're hand, they're sputtering. They're sputtering. Yeah. Mm -hmm. They certainly are. They haven't been impressive. I know we're going to probably touch on that in our breeze, but um, yeah, man, it's uh, it's definitely a problem for the Dolphins. They they have to prove until they prove otherwise, they have to prove they can beat a team with a winning record because it hasn't happened yet. And um, their schedule's not, you know, it's not easy after this. Um, I mean, they're next. They have a bye, and then they they play the Raiders 
which probably well their next three games are probably um pretty you know i would say not not easy but uh they host Vegas on the road against the Jets and on the road at your Washington Commanders. Um, but they finished the season the last five weeks with a really touch, tough stretch, including a road game against my Baltimore Ravens. So it doesn't get easy for the Dolphins. And, um, you know, this this is this has to be when you start showing, you know, what are you made of? And right now the Dolphins haven't shown us anything. They've they have not answered the bell. <laughs> Well, and just in general, going to this game, just being in Germany the first time, it was pretty cool to see a game actually played in Germany. I know the stadium might have not have been the best setup per se, because there was a punt that hit off the yeah, yeah. top of the scoreboard, but... So it was a very competitive, exciting game. We thought there might have been issues on last week's show in regards to travel time, but I think both teams played a competitive game. But I think the turning point, which we all agreed in our live streams that we did this past Sunday from the bunker, is that the uh, fumble that was actually returned for a touchdown by the Chiefs off a lateral. That was the pivotal turning point in this game. And th that's how the Chiefs got the job done, in my opinion. Yeah, and that was towards the end of the first half. So you, you go into the halftime break with that just absolute you know, deflation. Um, so I think that was a big turning point. And definitely at that point, the Kansas City Chiefs had all the momentum. Um, but give the Dolphins some credit. They did fight back in this game. They had a chance to tie it up in the fourth quarter, but ju again, just too many. They just had too many mistakes in this game, quite frankly. And, um, you know, they they made some silly penalties down the stretch and unfortunately put themselves as they had in a lot of the first and second quarter in negative yardage. So uh, couldn't get the job done. Um, but uh, yeah, that that uh, that fumble and lateral was just crazy. I haven't. I haven't seen that in a long time in the NFL. I mean, you probably see it more in college than you would in the NFL. Um, but I know, I know Ed Reed used to do that like all the time and it used to make us so nervous, but um, it, it doesn't happen often. So it's really cool that that was able to work and actually paid off for, uh, for the chiefs. And uh, yeah, it's um, I mentioned this earlier, Kirby, I want to know your thoughts. I know you talked about the travel time. I felt like, uh, with the Dolphins getting there earlier, I think they got there what Monday or Tuesday early in early last week. I felt like that was gonna uh, help them out, but they actually looked like they were sleepwalking coming out of the tunnel. So I don't think it really made that much of a difference uh, to start the game. Um, but I, if I recall, um, I think their overall record now in international games is like two and five. So it's not not great. When they have to travel internationally, they usually, you know, fall. So, but Kansas City, man, I mentioned at the top, they just they just find ways to get it done. It's not always pretty. It's not always perfect. It's certainly not as dominating as they've been in years past. But they're still the Chiefs. You know, they they still know how to win in this league, and and they they find different ways to do it. So hats off to them as always. Have we done the song yet? We have not. We have, we have not. not. It's a perfect in time to bring it in. Carlos's technical difficulties. Three, two, and the, the home of the Chiefs. Chiefs. It's the Chiefs over the Dolphins. 
I'm Josh Kirby. Sorry I'm late. That's the weapon, Dan Dembski. Carlos currently experiencing some difficulties. We'll try to get him back in just a little while. But, man, I tell you what. Today has been busy. And I, I, I tell you, I'm kind of just tired, man. You know, and when I feel tired, you need that energy. Or the official energy drink of the Kirby on Sports podcast, Don't Sleep Energy. They, they're the best. You need to check them out. Use promo code KOS Podcast for 12% your, uh, off your order every single time. Make sure you check them out. And we'll be back with more right after this. For sports fans living in condominium and homeowners associations, as well as business professionals, when you need a reserve study, PM Plus Reserves has been in business since 1990. Their studies are accurate and easy to understand. Check them out when your association needs a study, www.pmplusreserves.com. You can also contact them at 703-803-8436. Once again, www.pmplusreserves.com. Is it finally time to upgrade your home's interior? How about with an authentic farm table made locally from recycled barn wood? Shenandoah Primitives, based right here in Winchester, Virginia, makes farm tables, benches, tables, coffee tables, and a long list of other items for your home decorating needs. At Shenandoah Primitives, function and style are combined for great furniture that will last generations. If you're interested in combining the industrial look of metal with wood or considering something incredibly unique with a live edge, Shenandoah Primitives turns those ideas into reality. Thinking about a mirror, wine rack, or other accent piece for your home, Shenandoah Primitives can assist with that as well. As a local small business, Shenandoah Primitives is happy to work with each client for a custom design or schedule an appointment to come out and view current inventory. Local high quality handmade items can be found at Shenandoah Primitives. Find us on Facebook and Instagram or visit us at www.shenandoahprimitives.com. Once again, that's www.shenandoahprimitives.com. A little bit late, but we have the three-man booth back in business. Hi, Carlos. How are you? If you guys saw what I just had to go through to make sure this worked, it, it's incredible. But I, I had to move the whole setup upstairs to the kitchen. The things I do, the things I do. But, hey, I'm here. <laughs> you make for this podcast. Yeah, That's totally derailed the beginning of the show. I apologize, Dan. I, I don't know what happened. Like, my computer started freaking out. The internet wasn't working well downstairs. So I had to, like, restart my computer and <laughs> run upstairs and get the actual internet itself. And, yeah, it's uh, it's, it's all been, good, man. It's you been sound, a journey. But yeah. You sound and look great. You sound and look great now. Appreciate that. Yeah. <laughs> Well, we're back together, and to recap, uh, since I was not at the top of the show, we did have a very fun, exciting live stream. Unfortunately, 
It, technical difficulties ended it earlier, but we're just recapping down the list of the games we watched because obviously it was such an incredible week with such an incredible slate of games. We just talked about the Chiefs defeating the Dolphins in Germany. Now let's talk about a very exciting matchup, which we think might have been a little bit closer, but the Baltimore Ravens all out domination over the Hey, that looks nice, by the way, uh, over the, uh, over the Seattle Seahawks. Uh, we're not going to waste any more time, Dan, just your thoughts on this game. It just seemed like overall a very great performance. Boys, it was an ass whooping. We gave those fellas on the other side. Um, yeah, pretty much start to finish. The Ravens had their way, especially, um, well, on both sides of the ball. Defensively, just getting pressure all the time on Geno Smith, knocking him down, um, strips, uh, strip sacking him once. They did a good job with, um, okay, then. Carlos has departed once again. Uh, that's okay. Um, sorry, I got a little... Got a little distracted there. Um, defensively, just dominating a dominating performance. You only hold the other team to three points, and obviously your defense can always flex their muscles. But I felt like the Ravens pretty much just flexed their muscles the entire game uh, on this Seattle offense that really has some they, – they have some weapons out there. Obviously, DK Metcalf made a couple catches. I was a little concerned, and I was co quickly calmed down uh, because the Ravens, uh, as Carlos would say, I need to calm down. Yes, and the great, the great Taylor Swift. Yes. Um, mm. Mm. So, um, but I, I mean, I can't really find anything the Ravens did wrong in this game. They, they gave up. Uh, I mean, obviously they only gave up a field goal. They gave up less than 200 total yards of offense, which is unheard of in the national football league. Um, and I just really like the way they attacked from the very start. Um, holding Geno Smith, uh, 13 of 28 with a, with a pick um, rushing. I mean, Kenneth Walker was their leading rusher with 16 yards. So you know how well the Ravens were able to stop the run. And obviously part of that is because uh, the Seahawks fell behind so early. And obviously you have to, you have to sit there and, and, um, and throw the football because of it. So, but I, I find nothing wrong with what they did um, in this game. Uh, no turnovers offensively. They pretty much dominated at the point of attack. I was really impressed with how the offensive line just dominated that Seattle Seahawks front. And um, they're, you know, the the rookie running back, Keaton Mitchell, 138 rushing yards, came out of nowhere. He was a guy who um, I had heard of only because only because of how he played in training camp or uh, in preseason, rather. And I felt like he was a pretty solid back. But, you you know, you never know in preseason how guys are going to pan out. Um, he had his way. Um, and, again, credit the Ravens offensive line, pa uh, pass blocking and run blocking, just dominating um, from start to finish in this game and made things easy on Lamar Jackson in this whole offense. Um, as Lamar Jackson, only five incomplete passes. And then, of course, Tyler Huntley comes in in the fourth quarter and goes five of seven with a touchdown. So uh, I hate to say perfect performance across the board, but I really can't find anything to complain about with this game. Um, I will say the Ravens have 
played pretty well at home this year. They have um, they've played a lot of road games. Luckily, they got um, I think they have two more two straight home games after this. So that's good. A um, little bit of home cooking for a while before they hit the road again, which is which has been great for them because they showed the graphic on the broadcast how much they've traveled. It's ridiculous. Of course, uh, the one game in London doesn't help either, but um, they're right where they need to be right now. And in an AFC that um, has had a lot of slow starts, I think this year, especially if you look at the way Cincinnati started the season, of course, in the same division, Um, Buffalo, we're going to talk about them. I know they've been disappointing and, Mm. um, you know, I think now they're five and four. Mm -hmm. Um, they are, they're sort of not great right now. So this, this is the time the Ravens need to win these games, um, especially at home. And I'm just thrilled. I know I kept it short and sweet, you know, per se, uh, but man, it's, it's really hard to find things to critique when they have a performance quite like that. And I was, I was very pleased. Uh, so pleased, in fact, that we put the Commanders game on the big screen towards the end there, which was yeah, we did, which we is did a better move. It's out. a better move because uh, that game was very exciting too. Came down to the end. I know gave Kirby uh, a fit there towards the end, but luckily uh, the Commanders able to pull that out. But no, I'm I. That's all I have. I'm just I'm just I was just stoked with this performance. I I just hope it's not uh, one of those situations where you know they use up all that energy and. Um, you know, domination for one game and then they come out flat the next week. It's um, I know I, I shouldn't be negative, but um, it also worries me when you see so many people saying they're the best team in the NFL, which I think just. Yeah, but uh, you can't put a lot of stock into that just because they flip. I mean, it was like talking head. Ago, gonna 49ers. Talk. They mm-hmm. were the best team. Then right. it was, then it was uh, who did they switch off to? I mean, they were talking about Philly was the best team for the past three weeks after point. that. And then all of a sudden now it's the Ravens. And it's just like, okay, you guys need to make up your minds here. Who do you think is the most complete team in the NFL? And then there was one point when they were talking about Buffalo being the most complete team. So They always do, right? Buffalo is always in that discussion at the start of the season. It always happens in September. Bite, back to back September champs. Back to back September champs, baby. That's right. So... Yeah, I, that it definitely makes me nervous. But yeah, I, I shouldn't put much stock into what Stephen A. Smith and all those other people say because it's it's just they're like they're there Car- to get ratings and to get a raise out of people. Like That's Carlos, like Carlos humbled me. Do not trust Stephen A. as a reliable source. Oh, I don't. I, I oh, I don't trust him as a source. Um, hell no. <laughs> no. Hell no. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I'm I was I'm just thrilled right now. I, I'm, I gl- I'm glad. I'm glad Odell got in the action a little bit. Forgot that to mention was, that. That was really cool to see. Touchdown on his birthday, first touchdown with the Ravens, and um, I, was, I like. It was sorry, a pass from Lamar, though. It was a pass from Tyler Huntley. It was a pretty good ball thrown by Huntley too. Um, but yeah, I, I I liked what he said. I I think he alluded to the um, uh, the Super Bowl when he when he obviously he tore his ACL and um you know, all, all the struggles to come back and how he said he just wanted a team to give him a chance and uh, the Ravens gave him, gave him that chance. So I hope it's only, it only gets better from here because um, I've been very frustrated with him so far, but uh, I love him today. He had a, he, he had a really good game. He, I think he caught, you know, three or four passes and especially that touchdown was, was nice as well. So um, it's really starting to come together right now for the Ravens at the right time. And I think with the way the AFC sits, we, obviously talked about Miami to start and they're kind of, they can't beat teams with a winning record. So I'm not worried about them. Um, 
I think Kansas City, obviously, still the cream of the crop, and they will continue to be that way until someone dethrones them. We'll so. see, man. The sixth annual Arrowhead Invitational might be in jeopardy, but we'll see. But that's all I got, boys. I appreciate you giving me the floor, as always. Yeah, I, I think you touched on it. Very complete game. It was getting boring towards the end, so Definitely. Ob- obviously putting on another game. But still, it, it was great to see, and uh, – Watching it in person with you, I can, uh, I can sort of visualize the Dan rants that come over a text message when the Ravens make one bad play, and I'm like, uh, th- this is what he's like. <laughs> yeah, because I'm totally the only one who does that. No one else in this. Oh yeah, because nobody named, uh, you know, uh, it rhymes with Slosh Lurby. You know, <laughs> throws fits live on stream and we or just anytime he's anytime we watched a game with him has thrown fits uh, <laughs> cream cheese never changed yeah, cream cheese baby let's oh go Oh my gosh but the ravens with a commanding victory over the seattle seahawks and boy do we have a lot of a uh, lot of stuff to talk about in this cowboys eagles game when we return right here on the kirby on sports podcast Hey, Kirby on Sports Podcast listeners, Mark Francis with Icon Real Estate here. You know, it may seem scary or daunting at first to think about buying or selling a home. Well, look no further. Give me a call, 540-247-1527. There's nothing more than I love to do than help my friends make those transactions fun, interesting, and at the end of the day, productive. Look me up online, iconsells.com, and even better, find me on my podcast, Iconic Talk. With my co-host, Megan Eanes, on any podcast platform, we will share all the local news about real estate markets and our local community. It's educational. Look us up. We'd love to help you. IconSells.com, 540-247-1527. Josh, back to you. You may have heard the saying, it's not if your home will get termites, it's when. At Barrett Pest and Termite Services, we're doing our best to refute that saying one home at a time. Our thorough inspections and treatments are designed to keep your home or business termite-free. Termites cause $5 billion in damages every year. A preemptive inspection is one of the best ways to keep that from happening to you. Because once you see evidence of termites with the naked eye, you can be sure they've already been at work for some time. Put a stop to termites and the damage they do by calling Barrett Pests and Termite Services, 540-340-3922. Barrett Pest and Termite Services, 540 540- 340-3922. We are back. The Kirby on Sports Podcast. It's now time to talk about the late window action in NFC East battle between the Cowboys and the Eagles. And this was a very close game, boys. I must say very entertaining to watch. But in this game, along with across the league, we saw it all day. Bad officiating. I'm not going to put this game on bad officiating completely, though. No, but it's it's worth mentioning. It's, it, it's definitely it worth mentioning 100% because, yeah, I mean, officiating has just been god-awful this season. Worse than I can remember, oh, except God. for the replacement, replacement refs. Oh, boy. It wouldn't be any better with you out there, Kirby. Honestly, it'd probably be 10 times worse. <laughs> yeah, I made that would... comment live just as a both both sidelines would hate him, I think, because they. Oh yeah, like, for sure. You missed this. You missed this. You missed. This. Yeah, but yeah, it's um, that certainly was apparent in the game. But the, you know, Dallas had their chances. I know Carlos is going to talk about that. 
Oh yeah. Go ahead, Carlos. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I'm a little thrown off my game here right now. I'm not going to lie to you guys with all the technical issues. So I'm trying to jump, get back into the, jump back into the fray here. Um, but yeah, I mean, it was, uh, that was an encouraging yet disappointing loss. Um, because, you know, when we lost to San Francisco, like that was just an absolute beat down in a mm-hmm. way that like we were like, man, like San Francisco's the problem. Like we we can't figure like we have no shot of figuring that one out. Like our team's just not meant to beat them. But against the Eagles, man, like we were right there. And honestly, like I still feel like we were the better team and we, should, we had we were on the six yard line and the fact that we couldn't punch it in just like that really hurts. Um, cause you know, now we're going to be chasing the division and, um, and that sucks, but we know like, you know, from everything that I've been hearing is like the locker room was actually pretty positive after that loss because we, we know we, we, we have them, like we can beat this team. Like these aren't, you know, they're not the Goliaths that they think they are. And, Obviously, every game is different. No game is the same. I'm pretty sure, you know, in, you know, a few weeks when they come up to Dallas, um, you know, they're going to, they're going to have to, it's going to be a totally different game plan. Who knows who's even going to be playing at that point, if everybody's going to be healthy or not. But like, this was a very good game that had a very, very disappointing finish. And the referees, man, they got way too involved in this. Absolutely. Um, I'm not again. I'm not. I'm not blaming them for the Cowboys' loss because they made horrible calls on both sides. On both, mm-hmm. made, you know, that final drive. Let's. I mean, aside from the pass interference call that they gave Michael Gallup, which was clear pass interference. I mean, a lot of those felt like makeup calls. Like they were just giving the yeah. Cowboys calls there. Somebody hit a buzzer and told him you need. Yeah, call. and so like it. It just didn't. Fe- you know, they were just making really brutal calls that were affecting the game and stopping any team from really gaining momentum. Um, So that's something the NFL really needs to address because it, I mean, it's at the point too, where like, I don't even recognize half the referees anymore. Yeah. They're Um, all retired. A lot of them are retired. They have a bunch of new ones and it's just, a lot of them are inexperienced and a lot of, you know, it, it just, a lot of questionable calls have been made lately. Um, I mean, so obviously I got to give my flowers to people, you know, Dak Prescott had, was probably the best player out there. You know, he definitely outplayed Jalen hurts 29 for 44, 374 yards, three touchdowns and the big stat right there. Zero interceptions, baby. That narrative of him being a turnover machine has been completely shut down this season. He has done a very good job of taking care of the football. And in this game, man, he really stepped it up a level. Um, Obviously, the next one is CD Lamb, man. 11 receptions. A hundred, dude, his stats are insane. 191 yards. He didn't score a touchdown, but dude, Randy Moss numbers right there. Yeah, it, it was not it was not a competition at all, honestly. Damn. Um, like he outplayed everybody. Jake Ferguson also had a great game. Seven receptions, 91 yards, one touchdown. Uh Jalen Tolbert looks like they're starting to involve him more um in the in, in the offense because you know Michael Gallup has been pretty disappointing. He made a couple good catches in this game, but I mean for the most part his season has been disappointing. So it looks like they're bringing Jalen Tolbert back in, three receptions, 49 yards, a touchdown. But yeah, I mean, and then 
the defense played all right. They struggled at the start of the second half. But, yeah, I mean, it was just – the Eagles just completely outplayed them coming out of halftime. Like, Jalen Hurts, like, goes into the locker room injured. And then, you know, yeah, I, I'm sorry. I'm a little distracted at the moment. But, yeah, J- Jalen Hurts went 17 for 23, 207 yards, two touchdowns. Stop staring at me. Sorry. <laughs> I got I'm in a public place right now. So. Well, is it a, is it a live podcast on Carlos's end? No, some free publicity out of it. Yeah, I'm playing. Yeah, no, I've got because I'm in the you know I'm upstairs. I'm in the kitchen, so I'm not in. I'm not in my room in the comforts of my private <laughs> domain. So I got people walking through here just staring at me. I'm like, stop looking at me. Like, <laughs> just just. Just do your business and let me and just don't mind what I'm doing. Maybe it's they're interested stepping. about how great the Kirby on Sports podcast is. Sure. <laughs> whatever, whatever helps you sleep, Kirby. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, back to what I was saying. Yeah, you know, Jalen Hurts obviously got a little dinged up at the end of the first half and then came out in the second half. Um, God, this podcast has just been a complete complete this is not our best episode this is not our best this is not our best show i apologize to everybody all right Uh, but we're powering through we're powering through we're almost Um, there yeah jalen hurts man i mean all in all the eagles this was just man you see now i lost my train of thought let's just go with this point the eagles had luck on their side in this game, to be completely honest, because they had three fumbles that they were mm-hmm. able to recover all three of them. Yep. I mean, the, at, the end, too. at the very end, you know, DeAndre Swift, you know, fumbles it because he runs into A.J. Brown. And, oh, yeah. you know, the right there, a minute left in the game. And if Micah Parsons literally has his hands on it and mm-hmm. then loses it, um, and had and just imagine if they recover it there compared to having to then go down the field from like the 15 yard line like more time to to punch it in it would be it would have been at the eagles 30 um great point it, it just it just sucked it just it because it, it was just one of those games where it just felt like it luck was on their side and that just doesn't happen where the team fumbles it three times and recovers it three times like that r- rarely happens and, you know, also, yeah, you know, again, to bring it back to officiating, the officials just really, really just botched it. I mean, there was that pass interference that they called on uh, Stephon Gilmore uh, on, you know, on A.J. Brown where the ball, like, it was clear Jalen Hurts was throwing that ball away and A.J. Brown, like, wasn't even trying to go for the ball anymore. And it was, like, 10 yards, like, past them. And, like, they weren't even, like, fighting for it and also stefan gilmore like was playing the ball like he was looking at it so like it made no sense why they called that um the the uh schoonmaker touchdown that got recalled because schoonmaker got tackled before that was a pass interference he was getting tackled way before the ball was even yeah caught um michael parsons was being held all you know all night and they weren't calling it um there was there was a specific play where um where Deron Bland was being held. Like it was clear as day. And I've, I've pointed it out to you guys. I was like, he's holding him where, uh, you know, I'm, I think it was a, a screen pass to Swift and, um, Oh, what's his name again? <laughs> what's, uh, what's Philly's second wide receiver's name again? Uh, Devontae Smith. Devontae Smith. That's what it is. Yeah, Jesus. Yeah, yeah. That was like, um, Devontae Smith. He like, 
he was like clearly like he had his hands under his shoulder pads. His shoulder pads, yeah. So yeah, dude, it's just not. It was a lot of bad calls, but at the same time, like Philly got a lot of bad calls as well, um, and they they overcame it. They they came out. They played great in the third mm-hmm. quarter, and then in the second, and then in the fourth quarter, that's when the Dallas defense finally stepped up and shut them down, and Dallas's offense just couldn't get it done. And then you know, of course, Dak Prescott running, you know. At the for stepping the two conversion, stepping out at the one yard line was brutal, but that was, that was tough. That was tough to see. Yeah, yeah. So uh, I mean, it it is what it is. You know, we lost, but at the same time, like I'm okay. You know, a lot of people are like talking like that. Dallas lost the division here, but like they they did not like that. We're still in it because yeah, sure, yeah. we're two games back, but like they have a like the Eagles are going through a tough tough stretch here. They're obviously on bye this week, but then they come back. They go to Kansas City. From Kansas City, they go to um they come back and they play. Who do they play? You see, I gotta pull this all yeah. Up. I got it. I got you. They they play Buffalo and then yeah, they, they play Buffalo, which isn't as tough of a game as it looked like maybe originally on the schedule. Um, but it should still be a competitive game. Competitive right? game. It should be then they gotta play the 49ers and then they gotta play us. They could realistically lose two of those three games coming into Dallas, At and least. all records will be tied. Yeah, because Dallas has a cakewalk from here. From here, they should re- realistically win every game. Co- like, like, because we got what we got the we got the Giants this week, who just Cubs. lost Daniel Jones. <laughs> um, we got the Carolina Panthers, who are just not a good team this year, and then the Washington Commanders on Thanksgiving, who, which we should realistically beat them. But of course, we know Sam Howe does typically seem to step up against you know the big dogs of the nfc east he played two great games against philly and then his one great game against uh, dallas so um yeah so like this division is not done like they're going through their tough stretch and we don't go through our tough stretch until much later in the year so like the one seed and the division are not out of the question here agreed agreed and you're you're on the doorstep so it's not like you lost by it's not like it was a, re- uh, a a repeat of the 49ers game. You didn't lose by two or three scores. So, yeah, I, I don't get why people... We will beat this team in Dallas. We will beat them in Dallas. I, I can almost guarantee I Dallas... I don't see why not. Win. Yep, I don't see why not. Yeah, I, I agree with that. And another thing we can agree on after watching this matchup, how annoying Nick Sirianni is. Yeah, I hate him. He's a stooge. He's a stooge. I've always just from his introductory press conference, like he was annoying. Yeah, I mean, look, he's. I mean, Dan, you kept saying it. He's he's perfect. He's perfect for the city. Like he really is. Like he's (laughs) he really embodies Philadelphia. Over the top. Yeah. Yeah. Like I just hate him, but like at the same time, you just can't help but respect him because he has done such a great job with this Philly team. Turn him around. Um, No question. God, do I hate him. He yeah. argues every call. It's like, really? Yeah. yeah. And I know, and I know coaches chirp to their officials all the time, but he's like, I mean, he's full on Jim Harbaugh and like pulling his headset off and throwing it like 50 yeah. yards. It's like, okay, dude, you need to chill. The, there was another call in the commanders game that Bill Belichick was still harping ever, wasn't he, there? He does that all the time. That's that's sort of his MO. <laughs> he um they mentioned that during last week's game too. They were like Bill Belichick still arguing with the officials, so that that's yeah. something he does all the time. 
it it, 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 it was hilarious. It, it was just so hilarious to some, see that. Some coaches just like it, man. I mean, what what can you say? They just love the uh, the tension with the officials the entire time. Yeah. But. And another thing too, this was a fitting week, Dan. I, I know Carlos is cu- currently busy at the moment, um, as of right now. But another thing that was really cool was we had some constitutional conventions. Yes, we did. We had a lot in the entire day, but especially in the in the Eagles Cowboys game, it just got it just got to be too much with the the amount of huddles the officials had. It's like. For, for everything, for offsides, they have to huddle. It's, I mean, this is something Carlos said at the beginning, and we, we've said this entire season, like officiating is terrible in general right now in the NFL, and it's, it's everything from just general penalties and how long it takes to review things and how long it takes to talk about penalties to um, bad calls that affect games. We've, we've seen everything in between. So the NFL really needs to – Investigated, I think, more in the in the off season and find a way to improve it. Or they got to get training. Reps. They got to get full time referees. That would that that would help and get the, you know put them in the in the players union or give them some sort of union protection or something so they have that as well. Um, there's more incentive to be better at their job than right now. So yeah, it's 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 just rough, but. So the Eagles over the Cowboys in a close division matchup. Before we go to our final break, before we wrap things up, got to talk to you about my friends over at Shenandoah Music. The holiday seasons are coming. Black Friday is almost here. Christmas is right around the corner. Don't wait. If you need music supplies, Shenandoah Music is your place. You can, they have all the best gear for you, music, your music needs. Go check them out, shenmusicstore.com, or visit them in Winchester across from B Dubs. And also, you can buy now, pay later with the Shenandoah Music credit card. I endorse them as well. (laughs) Yes. Thank you, Dan. And we'll be back with the rest of the breeze. And the Kirby on Sports pick them right after this. Hi, this is Mark Peter Lynch with Guild Mortgage. One of the greatest joys in doing business over the last 30 years in the Shenandoah Valley is helping people buy their first home. Buying their first home and putting the keys in their hand at the closing table has brought me so much joy. If you want to buy your first home, a second home, or an investment property, or build wealth through investment in real estate, Give me a call. My phone number is 540-664-4700. Or you can find me on the World Wide Web at www.marksmortgage.com. We're back and it's time for the breeze around the league. Gentlemen, are we ready? Let's breeze. Let's make this a breeze. (laughs) Yeah, let's make it a breeze. Starting from the very, very top, Steelers-Titans. I mean, kind of close game, but... Will Levis looked great. Yeah, yeah, he looks pretty good. Yeah, that's all I got to say. I don't really care. <laughs> yeah, Steelers get another close win. Uh, what can you say? They've done they're, it all. They're not going to do anything this season, honestly. <laughs> Their defense carries. Um, 
Well, I, I I'm gonna say the score, but that's it. The Browns defeating the Cardinals twenty-seven to nothing. Luckily, Kyler Murray has been activated. Yeah, he will start uh, this week. The what Saints, the Saints over the Bears twenty-four to seventeen. Unfortunately, Tyson Bajan with four interceptions, but uh, he he's still he's taking accountability. Making a hope. positive step. No one else threw those picks except him. So. Yeah. Well, I I mean, yeah, I, I saw his press conference. I think he's ready to get behind it and continue playing football to get better. But yeah, he was bound he to have did, a bad game. He did throw two touchdowns though as well. Yeah, I mean, I don't I don't have much to add for this game. I think the uh I mean the Saints took advantage of all those all those Bears mistakes. So yeah, that's all yeah, I don't I don't have much to say on this game to be honest. The Packers over the Rams, twenty to three. Just <laughs> skip this one. Yeah. There's a lot of bad games and yeah. a few good games. Hey, yeah. here's a good game: the Legend of Joshua Dobbs. Yes, yes, uh, that was good. The Vikings over the Falcons, and to mention Taylor Heineke did start for the Falcons as well. Gotta always mention him. I know. Yeah, but he, I mean, like. The Falcons looked a lot better under Heineke than they did under, you know, Desmond Ritter. Like, he's going to be the guy moving forward. Terrible, yeah, but... he's got to be the guy. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, Josh Dobbs, I mean, what an incredible story. I mean, like, he, he literally came to Minnesota on Wednesday. They, he was learning the, the snap count. Yeah, the cadence, uh, you know, on the sideline. Mm-hmm. Didn't really know the playbook. What, what All the checks and stuff were being fed into his headset. While he was on the field, so like, yeah, what a, yeah, what a, what an incredible story, and and what a much deserved win. And honestly, I think Minnesota could make the playoffs still. I think, I think so too. And just give him time to get used to the playbook. And uh, don't forget, Justin Jefferson is coming back. That's right. But Joshua Dobbs, man, I'm just happy. What a story. I mean, he's a. They were talking about. They had a meme or something. They were calling him like, like something astronaut a nickname for astronaut or something because he's in he was an aerospace engineer or something but very smart guy very i mean smart. very smart he has a career outside of football obviously once football's done but i'm happy for the guy yeah i mean i, I think he's an easy guy to root for this year and i like i agree with carlos i think they can make the playoffs and um the Falcons got to stick with Taylor Heineke going forward. He he they gives him he gives him the yeah, best. Yeah, yeah. I think they've officially said. But also, man, I don't know. I I just don't really. I don't believe in Arthur Smith, dude. I I think Arthur Smith is not a good head coach. I agree with you. He's clueless out there. I feel. <laughs> he also yeah. doesn't need to be a head coach in the NFL. Like he's he's rich, uber rich. His yeah. father's like the co-founder of FedEx. <laughs> he is. Yeah. Like, why are you in football? <laughs> don't get it. Moving right along, a very close game. The Texans defeating the Buccaneers 39 to 37. Ooh, that boy CJ Stroud looks good, don't he, boys? He very boy, good. CJ threw good. Two, five touchdowns, 470 yards. Yeah, this was a this was a great win for the Texans. They've been they've been a nice story this year, and, and CJ Stroud is just continuing to impress. Um Dude, they have like he's the quarterback of the future. They gotta they gotta roll with him. Yes, so they have something like Oh, 75 million in cap space next next offseason. 
they're going to be they, so like they, they are going be they're going to load up this texans team has a lot if i was if i was if like the texans were a stock like i'd be buying their stock right now because they have a bright future with with this head coach with this you, you know w- with this quarterback you know they, they're gonna hopefully they 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 continue on the right tra- trajectory and um you know and become something and really compete with the Jaguars for this division. I was about to say, I think their only competition in the division right now is the Jags because they have yeah. their quarterback and they have some. Well, weapons. the Titans could be something too, you know, because obviously they're going to stick with Will Levis. So, you know, the, the, and then of course, you know, Anthony Richardson over in Indianapolis, it, it'll be, it'll be very interesting. It's, it's a very good division for sure. Moving on the commanders defeating the Patriots 20 to 17. Two turnovers for the commanders in my mind kept this game close. Oh, but <laughs> I don't know. For some reason, I thought you were going negative, like being like that the commanders turned the ball two times and it, I don't know what's happening. No, here. it kept really the dead. game closer than if they didn't have the turnovers in my mind. But Sam and also, Hull- you were going negative. Yeah, he is going negative. Well, come on. They won for your birthday. Like, no, no by I, the way, I, did I, we say happy birthday to Kirby yet? Happy birthday, Kirby. Thank you. Related. Yeah. Because it was yesterday. yesterday. Appreciate it. But November 6th. It, no, I was saying I feel like the scoreline would have been more if those two turnovers didn't happen. But yes, Sam Howell works. Sam Howell threw the ball very well. I'm not sure if you saw some replays there, guys, but he was Kirby, we were with you. <laughs> we watched the same thing. But we, there were some times yeah. he got flushed out of pressure in under pressure getting hit throwing the ball and still finding receivers downfield and they won without the two guys they traded uh yeah last week so (laughs) i call that a win-win that's true robinson had a touchdown terry mclaurin had 73 yards five receptions Uh, i mean all all the receivers were involved in my mind yeah they they all looked really good it was a good job by how to spread the ball around around. yeah Well, we'll just have to wait and see and see if this can carry over because um, in years past, uh, November is a very good month for the commanders in terms of winning. But oh, good. Th- that's been the trend, but who knows? Mm, we'll see. You guys have to come to Dallas. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't happy Thanksgiving. Down. Three. Yeah. Ha- happy Thanksgiving. I'm so excited. I can't wait to <laughs> smack talk. Oh, <laughs> mm, yeah. The Colts over the Panthers, 27 to 13. Dude, who cares, Skip? Who cares? Here's one. Antonio Pierce coming in and defeating his former team as interim head coach for the Las Vegas Raiders. Here's one. Skip. (laughs) I think he should be the head coach. We'll see. One game. Yeah. Jeff Saturday should have been the head coach then. <laughs> yeah. He won his yeah, we all know. I, I we all know. Have gotten a shot. But... Saturday was a stooge. I can't oh, believe Jeff they Saturday. did that. This is why you're not a GM, Kirby, because you're too emotional on the job. Yeah. Oh, he won one game. He should be the head coach. Oh, how about we see a track record first? Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, his he, he has the right mindset, though. So any interim coach, that doesn't mean anything. Yeah, right, yeah you got to. He respects them. He move respects on. Move them. on, Kirby. Move on. Not, yes, you know, most coaches aren't Urban Meyer. They're not going to kick their players. So if that's the bar for respect. There it is. The rivalry continues. Yes. Yes. I had a chance to bring them up. Let's go. The Bengals over the Bills 24 to 18 in a rematch of that devastating night. 
Let's talk about the Buffalo Bills we got and how their window has officially closed. Honestly, the Buffalo Bills might not even make the playoffs, boys. Like, it, there's a feasible like conversation to be had here of whether Buffalo is going to actually make the playoffs. Because when you look at their remaining schedule, it's tough. Let me pull it up here real quick. I, I will pull it up here. And while he's pulling it up, Demar Hamlin was inactive, obviously, but greeting people pregame. He had dinner with the medical staff who saved his life. He stuck around afterwards and shared a moment with himself near the spot of where it happened. So it, it must have been an emotional day for Demar Hamlin as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So here's uh here's the remaining schedule. So the next two games are pretty winnable for the for the Buffalo Bills. They got the Broncos and they got the Jets. But then they're going through a really tough stretch where they play the Eagles, the Chiefs, the Cowboys. Uh, then they got a game against the Chargers and Patriots, which those are winnable. And then the Dolphins. Real and when you run any sort of simulation, like they're looking at, so right now they're five and four. That'll be like what seven and four, probably seven and five, seven and six. They could be five hundred. They could be seven and seven. Go. They could be seven and six going into that Cowboys game. I think the Cowboys can beat them in Buffalo easily. Like not easily, but you know, I think that they can. So they they might be seven and seven. Seven. They could realistically have a nine and eight year. Because then they finish the season playing Miami in Miami, which is not going to be easy. Yeah. So I, I think, the, and the uh, and on the flip side for the for for the for the I was going to call them the Buffalo Bengals <laughs> for the Cincinnati Bengals getting hot. They're, they're getting hot. hot. They're and getting I, hot. I think I think people might need to start having the conversation uh, or start adding Joe Burrow into that MVP conversation because it's clear that him being healthy. It's made a big difference. It's made such a big difference into what this team is able to do. Yeah. Yeah. And it's 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 not like they've been beating bad teams either. They've been, I mean, obviously Buffalo since uh, one the, time, San one Francisco. Time. Yeah. The, uh, the last 49ers. week they embarrassed them. Yeah. Yeah. They're uh they're a legitimate problem. And you know, they have been for the past few seasons. So yeah, it's time people, you know, give them their respect. And obviously, like you said, I think Joe Burrow has to be in the conversation. Are you nervous, Dan? Yeah, I am. I'm very nervous, nervous. bro. Don't be nervous. I'm very (laughs) nervous. On Thursday night. (laughs) Yeah, that's that's terrible because then I got to, you know, my Thursday in in Baltimore, right? Or is it in Cincinnati? Mm, They played once. I think they already played in Cincinnati. So, yeah, Yeah, it'll be Baltimore. Ah, never mind. Baltimore's got home field on a Thursday night, bro. Well, we beat them last year on Sunday night football in Baltimore. So, I don't know if, uh, why aren't we? Con- why didn't we consider this game? <laughs> I don't know. Another Thursday night game. We could have done it. It's too late. I'm not yeah. sure. Huh. Well, anyways, last but not least, a skippable game: the Chargers I, last, defeating certainly the least. Jets. <laughs> the Chargers defeating the Jets, twenty-seven to six. Jets are better off just not showing up. I mean, just just pack it in. I, I'm not sure. Aaron Rodgers said he might be Dude, back. Who man. cares? Aaron Rodgers can't save this team. Aaron Rodgers. He's not going to. He's a stick. Like, I'm so tired of this whole Aaron Rodgers thing. Like, golly, I was actually kind of excited about him kind of disappearing for the year. <laughs> and he certainly has. I mean, obviously, like, I don't. And there's no camera shots of him throwing footballs and warmups. If anything, we've seen more of them than we. Yeah. Than we, 
than we thought we would have seen <laughs> for a guy who's hurt. For a guy whose ego is so fragile that just because Travis Kelsey is getting all the coverage right now, then he starts targeting Travis Kelsey for no reason. Yeah. Just he's just these past three years of Aaron Rodgers have really not been great. No, no. Well, I mean, it just think of how he handled things at the end at Green Bay, too. Jeez. It's uh he's he's a he's a diva to say the least. Oh, I'll I'll be respectful, but yeah. Um well well that wraps up the breeze. We're getting straight into it. The Kirby on sports pickums. Show that graphic. Take it away. All right. Well, we're at the halfway point, pretty much, boys, of the season. Um, and we, nothing really, I mean, great weeks for us all, honestly. Um, thank you. Thank you. I appreciate yeah, there, there was really no, you know, boneheaded decisions or anything like that for the pick So with that being said, uh, the, the, the standings pretty much remain the same in terms of where we are, of course, uh, in first place is still Dan. Hold on. I'm pulling everything up here. Okay. Yeah. So uh, standings after week nine go as follows. Dan is 35 and 19 and sitting comfortably in first place and had the first perfect week of the three-man booth, 6-0. and oh. Congratulations, Dan. What Thank a, you very much. What, what the, a bomb, the bomb.com. Yes. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I had to. Um, I went uh five and one for the week. I'm in second place at 32 and 22. And Kirby had a a, a really good uh rebound week. Uh mm-hmm. after going one and five the week before, he went five and one this past week. So nice good job, job by you, Kirby. Thank uh, you. Staying in it and not Thank you. descending more into into the abyss. Of course, his record stands at 30 and 24. Um, so with that being said, the games we will be picking this week are as follows. The marquee game, Ravens-Browns. Uh, I think that's going to be a very interesting game to pick. Uh, our second uh, game that we will be uh, picking from will be 49ers-Jaguars. Then we'll also be picking Titans-Buccaneers, Lions-Chargers, um saints vikings and uh for fun i threw this one in carolina chicago i mean Um, why why because we need uh, there's not a lot of good games to pick from and i was like you know what this is going to be a tough one to pick from because they're both bad teams (laughs) but uh it looks like justin fields might come back this week so we'll see um so with that being said, I will go first. I will explain my picks. I will be taking the Ravens over the Browns. I think the because it's at home and the way the Ravens have been playing um, and considering how the last game went, um, I just think Baltimore right now is on a roll, and I think that they continue uh, their string of domination um, over teams, especially coming to M&T Bank. Um, I'm going to take the 49ers over the Jaguars. I just think, you know, with the trades that they made and – everything and the fact that they're coming off of a buy Jacksonville's also coming off of a buy, but I just think there's no shot that this team drops four in a row. Um, I will take the Buccaneers over the Titans. This one was tough. This one was hard. Cause like mm-hmm. I, I can definitely see the Titans winning here. Will Levis has, lo- has looked really good. He really has. Um, but I just think uh tampa bay i don't know i'm gonna ha- i'm putting my faith in baker again for some reason I, I i just have a feeling like it's gonna be tampa bay um i will take detroit over the chargers uh just i think detroit's a better team 
Um, and I just, I don't know, man, the chargers just aren't doing it for me this year. They, they could be another team that's not going to make the playoffs this, this season, which is sad for Justin Herbert, but you know, if, if it gets any closer to firing Brandon Staley, then let's do it. Making more <laughs> subway commercials. Yeah. Um, I'm going to take the saints over the Vikings. Of course, you know, I'm a big, I, I love the Josh Dobbs story, but I just think the saints right now, I mean, the saints are just a better team right now. And I think that they'll win. That's it. <laughs> and then I'll take the bears over the Panthers just because I'm going to use the Justin Fields effect. If Justin Fields does come back, I think that Carolina has no shot. So with that being said, uh, we turn it to your uh, number one contender, uh, Dan Dembski. Thank you, Carlos. Well, I'm legally bound to pick the Baltimore Ravens. I think I'd pick them anyway. Um, obviously this time around, they're going to be facing Deshaun Watson had a much uh, easier matchup last time against P.J. Walker. So uh, I think this game's going to be much closer than that first matchup earlier this season, but I think the Ravens are able to pull it off. And like uh, Carlos alluded to, they've been so dominating at home. Um, I think that streak continues and continues to live. Um, so I got the Ravens. Um, I'm going to take the 49ers as well against the Jaguars. I just think, um, you know, like Carlos said, they're, they're not going to lose four in a row. And I think, I think the Niners are... I think they're going to get right here towards the end of the season, and they're going to get on a little bit of a run as they head into the playoffs. Um, I have have confidence in them, um, and I, I think this game will be the start of that. So I'm going to take the 49ers. I'm going to take the Bucks over the Titans. Um, I like what Will Levis has done for the Titans so far. Um, he's definitely played solid football, but I think right now um, – the Bucks have been a little up and down this year, but I, I think this is going to be a game. It's at, it's at home. Um, I just think the Bucks are going to find a way to edge the Titans in this matchup. I, I don't think it's going to be very close. Uh, this is probably the upset pick of the week for this group. Maybe not, but I'm going to take the Chargers over the Lions. Um, I think it's just upset pick of the week. I, I think the the Chargers are going to bounce back. Well, they did. Well, they didn't. They didn't lose, but. Um, this, <laughs> I'm just so used to them losing, I guess. I, uh, um, bounce back after winning. That's sort of hard to do. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Forgot they played the Jets, which is yeah, like a junior, junior, uh, a junior f- football team. So, um, yeah, I, this, this is a tough game, uh, to pick. Um, but I'm going to go with the upset pick. I got the chargers. I have too much confidence for whatever reason in Justin Herbert, and Brandon Staley to not make a dumb decision late in this game to cost the Chargers, which I could also very much see happening in this game. Uh, so I'm not confident with my pick, but I'm, you know what? Forget, you know, screw it. I'm going to try to separate myself a little bit and make, make an upset pick. So that's what we're going to roll with. Uh, I'm going to take the Vikings over the Saints. Really, really love the um, story of, of Josh Dobbs, and I think it's going to continue. I think he's going get to a, get a win here at home against the Saints. Um, and then the last game, but certainly not least, well, it's, it's least, let's be honest. Uh, I'm going to take the Panthers over the bears. This game, again, a tough one to choose. Um, I know the, the Panthers are traveling to Chicago, so, um, I'm just not too confident yet in Tyson Bajan. I think he's going to make a critical, uh, mistake. To it, end might this be, it might not be Tyson Bajan. It might be Justin Fields. It might be, it might be, I'll believe it when I see it, but, um, I think Bryce Young uh, gets his. Uh, this th- this will be their second win, correct? The yeah, they beat the Texans, right? So I think they get their second win, um, and that that that's not really considered an well. I guess it is considered an upset, but uh, 
Yeah, so I'm not so confident this week, but I figured why not make some silly picks and just see what happens. So with that, we'll throw it over to co-founder, CEO, and head honcho, Josh Kirby. Thank you very much, Dan. I will be picking the Ravens. I think they've been doing pretty well. I'm going to stick with the Ravens. I think the 49ers bounce back against the Jaguars. This one was tough. I can see why you picked Tampa Bay, but Will Levis has played well. I, yeah, I'm i picking the Titans, and if that's the one that screws me over, so be it. The Lions taking some kneecap chunks out of the Chargers, I think. Okay, we, we really got to stop with this joke. You, you can't keep using it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, Come on, um, man. Sheesh. Yeah, but I, I, I think the Lions can get the job done, but this game will be a very close game, so I'm interested to see. I have the Saints over the Vikings, and I'll take the Bears over the Panthers as well. And with that, is uh, our mean, current... So, so I, I'll say this. I mean, r- r- I mean, honestly, no real boneheaded picks, to be honest. Like, these games were all pretty tough to pick. Yeah. Um. But Dan, you are taking the big chance here because if you get those three wrong, like, like r- you lose your lead, and we're tied. Uh, and, no, you yeah, get the, you get the lead, yeah. Or and, we're yeah, tied. And once again, the champion, you, you, you guys, you guys, you guys messed up. You guys messed up. <laughs> you guys left me. You, you didn't kill me when you had the chance. There's so, still plenty of time. Let's let's be honest. Um, we we got what eight more, nine more weeks of football left. So anything can happen, dude. How is it week ten already? That's I feel just, like football just started. Yeah, it's just crazy, and the and the warm weather doesn't help either. It feels like no, it doesn't. Today was a beautiful September. day, but absolutely, such a beautiful day. So yeah. with I'm that, very, I'm I'm very much sweating this week, Carlos. <laughs> it could it could definitely work out for you because it could be. I mean, like obviously, there's the only three games that we pick differently, and it could just like flip flop and nothing really changes. Yeah, but. <sighs> It's a bold nope. move. Let's see how it works for you, Cotton. <laughs> yep. So that wraps up the NFL Week 10 Pick'em. Again, once we post this to social media, make sure you pick along with our picks. The winner with the most correct gets a free large cheese pizza from Anthony's Pizza, home of the Warrior, 161 Warrior Drive in Stevens City, Virginia, Big thanks once again to Anthony's Pizza. And that about wraps it up for a not-so-well-produced but always nope, fun podcast. This was not a great not a great produced episode, but we made it work somehow. We made I it apologize. work. I apologize. I'm a terrible host by myself. It, this it's was, hard. It's hard. Yeah, dude, really this, was, this was brutal. We had a, some technical issues, you know, difficulties. It just, yeah, it, it was just. I, I, I had a pre-plan that I was going to be late and then the technical difficulties threw a wrench in it as well. But I appreciate you all sticking with us. As always, make sure you check us on all social media platforms, all streaming platforms. Make sure you hit that like and subscribe button. Turn on that bell for notifications as well if you're listening on YouTube. A big thanks to our sponsors, PM Plus Reserves, Shenandoah Primitives. Ladies and gentlemen, something big is coming with Dr. Dave Leadership Corporation. Stay tuned. Mark Francis with Icon Real Estate, Bear Pest and Termite Services, Shenandoah Music, Mark Lynch with Guild Mortgage, and... 
the official energy drink of the Kirby on Sports podcast. Don't sleep energy. With that, Carlos, take it away. The Chiefs, Ravens, and Commanders got the dub, and the three-man booth had a blast. But damn, Dak, don't step out at the one. Ugh. <laughs> <laughs> Peace out, everybody. Thank you once again.